Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jared Bailey from Laces Out. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. You don't got to pay anything to use Anchor. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of Laces Out. Jarrett Bailey, Kurt Homiser, and the unofficial third member of this podcast, Matt Verderam, joining us today. Got a lot to dive into, obviously. Gentlemen, how are you? I'm riding a high over here, guys, as you as you well know, and uh, so I'm very happy to be here. Um, I'm working currently, so uh, <laughs> taking, taking a little bit of a uh, virtual smoke break, basically. Well, thank you for giving oh, us your time, break, Matthew. We always nice. appreciate it. No problem. No problem. I'm not gonna appreciate it too much today because you're gonna you're just gonna rub in my face how how poorly Ben Roethlisberger played down the stretch last night. So uh, that's not uh, true. We, we might as well just dive right into it because um, this is a... <laughs> wow. All right, all right. So that is one thing I did want to mention. It, there were instances where montez sweat he threw it directly into his palm this is true <laughs> and it just so happened that in the final drive of the game it finally cost him a little bit but um look i'm not gonna put all of this on ben roethlisberger i'm gonna put it up to the seven drops that the team had to contribute to their league leading 31 drops um i'm gonna give some props to washington they've got a really good defense we have you know fourth I believe they came into the game fourth ranked in total defense. So one of the better defenses in the league, I'm not going to take anything away from them. And now they've won three straight. And I think they've won what three of four, three of five since Alex, Alex Smith took over. So they've looked, they've looked good since, since he's come in, especially offensively, they've taken a big leap forward. So I wouldn't say this is a terrible loss. They didn't play very good on offense, but I wouldn't chalk it up as a horrible loss the way that, my dear friend Matt Verderam said that he would. <laughs> yeah, because it is one. Like that's fine <laughs> that they're fourth in defense. They play in the NFC East. Like half their games have been against the worst teams on earth. Dallas can't sure. score a point. Philly can't score a point. They've played Cincinnati, who can't score a point, and they saw him with Brandon <laughs> Allen. Like, actually, they saw half the game with Burrow and half the game with Ryan Finley. They, Washington is. Washington in a normal year is a six and ten football team. You're yes. at home. Yes. Like I don't look. I don't care that they have a good front seven. Now that all said, hey, fine. The Steelers are allowed to lose a game. I'm not going to sit here and kill the Steelers for losing a football game. 
they're, they were 11 and 0. I mean, even 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 if Washington was horrific, I'm not going to kill the Steelers for losing one game. That mm-hmm. happens. What I am going to kill the Steelers for is a complete inability to run the ball ever. They don't even try anymore. They're dead last in the league in yards per attempt, and Tomlin has shown zero interest in even attempting to run the ball. They just don't. They don't even fiend the idea that they're going to run the football. <laughs> Which, oh, okay, if you had Aaron Rodgers back there, fine. Like Ro- Roethlisberger managed yesterday to throw for less than six yards in attempt and had two passes that went for fifty and thirty yards, and still couldn't manage six yards in attempt. And the fifty yarder was a hitch route. Where Washington forgot how to tackle. The guy ran down. The <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It doesn't mean that they're not good. They're a really good team. But at some point, they're going to have to be able to get some kind of chunk yardage. Unless you right. just think their defense is going to go full on 85 Bears in the playoffs. That's it. Yeah. Because they're not beating Buffalo or Kansas City playing like that. They're not. they got to get yardage. And I, I think oh, a big God, part of it that too is – Kurt's going to be on his high horse now. Here we go. No, no, no. We'll, we'll get into we'll get into that after this. But I, I do want to talk about the Steelers because, you know, Matt, like you said, I you you can't crucify them just for losing one game. It was I, I like Washington. I like the Washington's defense a little bit, but I think you know James Conner isn't the James Conner that he was once when he was lighting up the league. But having him in the lineup, it's you know it helps. I just think that, you know, with what they have, Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland, it's those are two nice pieces. They're nice, you know, second, third running backs. But do we do we trust – I know, Jerry, you probably do, but do we trust Big Ben to win a game by himself? Do we trust Big Ben to throw the ball 50 times and win a game by himself? Because I don't think I do. I don't at this point in his career, well, no. Before, before Matt screams absolutely not into his microphone, I will talk about the running game because it is atrocious. And they don't try to run it. You're right. Connor was out again last night. I I don't understand why they don't try to give it more to Anthony McFarlane. I've been slamming the table about that since August. I think he's the more talented running back on their roster. Benny Snell is a solid short yardage guy. That's what they use him for. But even on fourth and goal last night from the one, they couldn't punch it in. So And and they showed it on fourth and one when they went for it late in the game. They weren't going to try to run it. And so they threw it to McFarlane. Um, Yeah, no, they need to try to run the ball. But Let's also not pretend that this is anything new. I mean, they've been near the bottom of the league in rushing for the past three years. So this isn't some new phenomena that the Steelers are all of a sudden just don't run the ball or can't run the ball. It's been that way for the past three seasons since 2017. So it's it's nothing that we haven't seen before. But obviously this isn't, you know, a team where it's Ben Roethlisberger running around in the pocket, throwing it 70 yards downfield to Antonio Brown and winning games that way. That's a very, a very different offense where it's more snap the ball, throw it, five yards repeat so so matt i'll let you uh jump in on on what kurt had had said i i just i have no reason to think roethlisberger is all of a sudden gonna just start throwing bombs down the field now and by the way i'm not even talking about like 40 and 50 yard shots do they have a deep cross in their playbook like has anyone ever told the Steelers they're allowed to run an intermediate route it never happens. Right. And I, I will say one thing. You ever notice with the Steelers that every time they throw a deep ball, it's outside the numbers down the sideline? It's a safety net for Roethlisberger. If yeah, he's going to yeah. miss, he's going to miss outside, and he's going to miss out of bounds. They will never let him throw a deep ball in between the hashes. You know why? Because it hangs up and he'll get picked off. That's hey, what, what's up with the, the – in the past few games here, what's up with the Big Ben just – 
not even a lollipop, worse than a lollipop. You're, you know what I'm talking about? Just those, he's had a few, yeah. like, couple handful it, passes it, where he just it, got, I, I call them helium balloons. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's because, look, the, the, the Broncos did this with Manning at the end of his career. The only time he ever threw a deep ball, and by the way, Brady does the same thing in Tampa. If you mm-hmm. watch these quarterbacks, they're all down the sideline, and they just tell them, look, throw it outside shoulder, our guy gets it or it goes out of bounds. Because if they have to throw it down the middle of the field, forget about it. If it's getting intercepted. Now, if I'm the Steelers, though, you're 11-1 for a reason. Like, you have a great defense. Okay? Boswell, when he tells he's a really good kicker. Like, you can you can get some points even on drives that bog down. I'm not trying to doom and gloom Pittsburgh. What I am trying to do, though, is be realistic. Like, right now, that offense is very limited. And, mm-hmm. if, and, and I thought Washington did what I think Buffalo is going to do this weekend. It's basically say, we're not going to blitz you. We're going to put seven guys in coverage. We're going to play tight because we have zero fear of you throwing the ball over our head. And go ahead and beat us. And I, I think if you're Pittsburgh, you don't have to break that by throwing 50-yard strikes. But you've got to be able to throw in immediate balls. And you've got the receivers to do it. Like, Pittsburgh has receivers. It's not like yeah. they're a team. It's not like they're Baltimore where you go, well, who the hell is he going to throw the ball to? Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh has the receivers. But they've got to use like Claypool's huge. Throw it up high to him. Let him box a guy out. Like to throw to throw a bubble screen on third and nine is just malpractice. It's ridiculous. Claypool's mm-hmm. enormous. Just throw it to him. I, don't, I just don't understand it sometimes. Even in the game against uh, a Baltimore on the final drive when he threw that that helium balloon, as you like to call it, to James <laughs> Washington in triple coverage that somehow was caught. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. And and uh, look, I don't understand much of it either. You know, we, we did see him go to Claypool a little bit in the red zone where, you know, he extended the play a little bit. But even then, I mean, if he had just thrown it a little bit sooner, just throw it as a jump ball, no one's going to jump with Claypool. They're not tall enough to compete with him, especially whoever was covering him. I'm not sure if it was Fuller or, or if it was somebody else. I can't quite remember. But either way, no, I agree with you. And I get it. They do have the receivers to make it work. We've seen that. But – at the same time, we saw Juju Smith-Schuster Smith dropped one on third down. That would have been a first down. Deontay Johnson yep. dropped a couple. Eric Ebron dropped a couple last night. And Deontay Johnson and Eric Ebron had a case of the drops he's lasting against Baltimore. So, um, yes, they do need to be more – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, dangerous and more willing to throw the ball down the field. I understand that. I'm not going to argue that. But – in terms of the 85 Bears defense, I mean, Devin Bush is no longer there. Robert Spillane's now hurt. Joe Hayden got hurt. Steven Nelson didn't play last night. So, I mean, they're starting to get a little case of the injury bug themselves. I don't think – Spillane's going to miss some time. He's not going to be out for the season. I think Nelson and Hayden will be back shortly. But, you know, they're, they're losing guys that they really need on that side of the ball as well and still being able to hold teams uh, and keep things competitive. So that's uh, – I think that is going to be, you know, still obviously their stronghold is that good defense, but they do need to to start running the ball a little bit more and take some more chances down the field. I will agree with how, that. How big Ben only has seven interceptions is kind of beyond me with some of the throw. Uh, no, maybe I shouldn't say that because he, he really just does quick five, ten yard slants and that's about it. But all falls that are behind the line of scrimmage. Right. And I don't know. I, I think that. You know, if they if their defense was at full health, if Bud Dupree was still there, Devin Bush was still there, that defense could most likely carry them deep into the playoffs. I'm not saying that their defense can't now. I'm just saying with the way that the offense is playing, it just seems like 
teams are going to be able to figure them out. And they play Buffalo this week. They play Indianapolis in a couple weeks. Those are two very good defenses. I don't know. I, I don't I don't really know how they finish out this season. I don't know if they, they beat Buffalo and Indianapolis, if they split it, or if they get swept by those two teams. I don't think they're going to get – I don't think I'll, I'll, I'll annoy one of you. No, sorry. I'll, I'll, <laughs> good. I'll, I'll annoy one of you, and I'll make the other one very happy. I, I, I think Buffalo is going to take Pittsburgh to the woodshed in this game, and, I'll, and, I, and not because of oh, last, wow. not because of last night, mm-hmm. yeah. but because Pittsburgh this game this year has played, and this is inarguable. Other than Watson and Tannehill, they've played a lot of quarterbacks who just cannot threaten you down the field. They just have no ability to do it. And even with Watson, he's saddled with horrendous garbage that can't block for more than a second and a half, right? <laughs> like, Buffalo in this game, Pittsburgh plays tight because they get a lot of pressure. They get a lot of pressure quick, and those corners jump routes because they know they can do it. And that's how they should play most of the time. Mm-hmm. Buffalo has a good line, and Allen has an absolute cannon. That game against San Francisco is the closest thing I've seen anybody play to Mahomes this year. I mean, Allen looked like Mahomes in that game. He was unreal. Mm-hmm. Now, can Allen play like that every week? I don't know, but I'll tell you what. He's been pretty damn good this year. And I could also tell you this. For better or worse, he is not going to be afraid to just start gunning it in that game. And if Pittsburgh, yeah. without Dupree, if they can't get immediate pressure, that's going to be a problem. Because mm-hmm. Buffalo is going to double move them. They're going to try to get digs down the field. They're going to try to isolate them. How healthy is Stephen Nelson in this game? How's Joe Hayden feeling? Well, we're, I guarantee you Dable's going to try to find that out early in the game. Yep. I, I, I just And the other side of it is, if you're Buffalo, the Bills have had problems at times getting to the quarterback. But against Pittsburgh, it doesn't matter. Like You're, you're, it doesn't, you're just playing coverage. You don't care if you get to them. Yep. So that's, I, I think it's a bad matchup. Maybe I eat my words. If I do, I'm happy to come on and eat them. I, mm-hmm. I just think it's a bad matchup for Pittsburgh. And by the way, if they played them again, it doesn't mean – I just – you know, Pittsburgh could certainly win. It's just that in this game, you haven't seen each other yet. Buffalo has, to me, a lot of matchup problems for Pittsburgh that Pittsburgh doesn't present. Look, the Bills have not been good against the run defensively. Doesn't matter. Pittsburgh doesn't run the ball. Mm-hmm. They don't get a lot of pressure. Who cares? Roethlisberger throws the ball quicker than anybody in the NFL. Like, what do the Bills do well defensively? They cover. Well, that's all you have to do against Pittsburgh because you can't do anything else. Like yeah. there's just it's it's a matchup where I I think Pittsburgh's going to have to do some different stuff in this game if they're going to win. They they can't just play the same game. I don't think they'll beat them. Well, we know yeah. that Mike Tomlin is playing like off a bad game and is kind of irritated about everything going on. We could see a bounce back. Now I will agree with the fact that the Bills cover very well. And that might be all that they need to do if they don't make some sort of adjustment. So fingers crossed that they do. But um, I think a lot of it will depend on James Conner being back. I don't know if he's going to – what his status is as of right now. So that's that's still kind of up in the air. But, um, yeah, no, I agree with the fact that Pittsburgh needs to do something different this week. Now, do I think – regardless, do I think Buffalo takes him to the woodshed? No, I don't think it's going to be any sort of blowout. But um, would I be surprised if Buffalo wins? No, obviously not. You know, you know, Kurt. Obviously, I know how big you are on Josh Allen. You know, I've been big on Josh Allen. So, no, it's this is a big gut check game for Pittsburgh because, like you said, Matt, without Bud Dupree, no Devin Bush. I mean, they're depleted, but they need to show that they can still compete with whoever they plug in. Alex Heisman's got to do better, man. He didn't get a single pressure, 
uh, against Alex Smith last night. And I get he never had that much of a workload this season as a rookie. They, they need somebody there. And now I'm not going to be one of those dumbass Steeler fans that says they need to go out and sign James Harrison, but they need <laughs> something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's what a, I did. I don't know where that came from, but that's uh, that's your stereotypical Steeler fan for you. Just go out and get a legend and plug him in, or <laughs> bring, back to Bring back Jerome Bettis. Bring back Jerome Bettis. No, literally. To fix the run game. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I, you know what? It's an, it is an interesting game from this standpoint. I do think Pittsburgh's got to do something a little differently, and I know that's a weird thing to say about an eleven and one team. But let's be honest; they've won a lot yeah. of games this year where that defense is pretty much forced you know, two or three turnovers. They've gotten easy points off it. And that's not a knock. That's fine. If your defense can do that, all the better. But, I mean, I think when I think if you're Tomlin, I think Tomlin would say this, you need to go into the playoffs and this stretch drive where you're playing some playoff teams and start saying, look, how are we going to win on our own if we don't get turnovers? When we play better teams, we may not. Like, how do we manufacture 24, 27 points? That's probably enough. Like, if you're Pittsburgh and you get to the mid-20s, you're probably going to win, right? Mm -hmm. So, and how do you do that? Now, maybe maybe they feel Roethlisberger, it's just not in his skill set at this point. Or maybe, Jared, you're right. You've been saying all year that they just haven't had to do that. Oh, maybe that's the case. If, if that's the case, then I want to see him do it this week. Because I, I think to beat the Bills, are going to have to do that. They're, they are just not going to be able to go three yards in a cloud of dust all game long and hold Allen to 13 points. They're, just, they're not. The Bills are one of the best offensive teams in the league. They're the best team on third down. Allen's been terrific this year. Diggs has been awesome. Beasley's the most underrated slot receiver I can remember. Like They just have a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you're going to beat them, you're going to have to score some points. And if Allen – you know, Allen has not thrown a ton of picks this year. Like He will throw in the coverage every once in a while, but he's not been the machine of turnovers that he has been in the past. So – We'll see. Hey, I'm I'm very curious to watch that game. I am I'm very excited to see it. I think it's one of the better games we've had all year long. And I, I think another thing to remember in this too is you know you're, you everybody keeps saying need to get pressure, need to get pressure on Josh Allen. He kind of flourishes under pressure. We we've seen him this year. You know sometimes you'll see him throw a lateral behind his head in a playoff game, but other times I mean he makes some of his highlight plays when he's under pressure, when he's moving to his right, when he's getting out of the pocket and getting a little uncomfortable. We saw last night against San Francisco. I mean, we see him get out of the pocket. We see him just throw a dime and toe touch for Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley last night. So, I mean, yeah, you can you can send the house on him, but that doesn't mean that he's necessarily going to panic. He, he's cool as a cucumber back there. So, no, like you guys said, I mean, this is a very very interesting game. Um, Jared, you and I have been you and I have been waiting for this game since since training camp, since the schedule has been announced. What are you scoffing at? Go ahead. Scoffing what? at you using the using the phrase "cool as a cucumber." He is. Tell me he's not. Tell me he's not. <laughs> I mean, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not saying that he hasn't played phenomenally. That's just a uh, it, a very interesting dated term to use <laughs> for that. But anyway, no, I'm excited. I mean, he played incredible last night. What he threw four touchdowns last night to mm -hmm. and, and the win. So no, he played great last night, and um, I think. I think it's a meeting, you know, we've talked about it earlier this year when I think Matt, you came on, it was after um, the saints, no, no, after the Buccaneers had dropped one miserably and they're going to play Carolina. The last thing you want to be is a team playing a pissed off good team um, after a tough loss. That's so true. I think for that reason, it's going to be, it's going to be closer. I think it, it's going to be fun. And Kurt, I'm sure that you and I are going to have fun watching it. Oh, yes. 
uh, and leading up I, to it I for I can't for the, wait for that. But um I do yeah, wanna I wanna I, we, we I can talk about the bills, we can talk about them later. But uh Matt, while we got you, I do want to talk about some news that, that just dropped here is uh Philadelphia Eagles are, are moving on from Carson Wentz for the week. They uh they're benching Carson yeah. Wentz, they're starting Jalen Hurts and I mean, not that it was unexpected. Uh, we saw Jalen Hurts come in this past week and, and play a little bit, but what what's Philadelphia going to do now? They are tied to Carson Wentz. He has looked just awful this year. You can blame it on the injuries if you want, but he's he's looked bad, and I, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I really don't. He's been the opposite of good. He has turned yes. the ball over more than anybody in the NFL. It's <laughs> tough, man, because i got to tell you, if you're if you're Jeffrey and Laurie, if you're the owner of that team, you're going down to Doug Peterson's office right now and going, "Hey, so we're benching him, huh? So I'm paying him two million dollars a week to sit <laughs> on the bench and just collect my money." Not yeah. feeling great about that, Doug. Not feeling too good. Like, I, look, that's the way the NFL works. Uh, that is not going to go over well inside that building. Now I get it, and Laurie, I'm sure gets it. Wentz has been so bad that they just feel like they have no choice. But I can guarantee you there's going to be a conversation somewhere along the lines of Jeffrey Laurie telling Doug Peterson, if you can't fix Carson Wentz, I'll find somebody who can. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not mm-hmm. going to sit here and pay this kind of money to a backup quarterback. Now, I read an article uh, earlier today stating that you know they could trade Wentz after this year, take on a $34 million dead cap hit because they think they can get a first-round pick. I'm telling you right now, there mm-hmm. is no chance in hell – they're mm-hmm. getting a first-round pick. for First of all, every team in the league knows they can't cut him because if they cut him, his dead cap goes up 20 more, more million to $54 million. So he's, not, he's not getting mm-hmm. cut, okay? There's a better chance of me starting a quarterback for the Eagles <laughs> than the Eagles starting the <laughs> So they'd have to trade him. Who the hell's giving up a first-round pick for Carson? First of all, if, right. there, was, if there was a competition for that, nobody would yeah. give up a first-round pick. Every team in the league knows that the only way they're moving off him is a trade. They're lucky if they get a second-day pick for him. Yeah. He's, been, he's been awful. And then, mm-hmm. on top of that, oh, here's a first-round pick, and we're going to take on the other $100 million on his contract? <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. So, look, I think Hurts has to be really good to keep this job. Because yeah. otherwise, Peterson's only real avenue, in my opinion, to keep his job is to, is to somehow fix Wentz. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know how he does it. But you have to – if you're him, you've got to convince Lori that, hey, look, yeah, I can do it. I can do it whether it's the end of this year or next year. I can do it. Give me one more shot. Yep. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I get it. I get it if you're Philly. There's excitement in, in, in the unknown. But Wentz is getting paid a fortune. Like, it's not like mm-hmm. he's on the last year of a rookie deal. He's not Trubisky. Like, I, <laughs> that, is, that is a major move for a team that's on a treadmill to oblivion anyway. I don't understand <laughs> why you would do this when – what does it matter? Jalen Hurts isn't going to New Orleans and winning this game. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They don't win that game. Or excuse me, it's at home. But they're not – Jalen Hurts isn't beating the Saints. The Saints' defense right now is arguably as good as Pittsburgh's the way they played the last month. Mm-hmm. I know, Jared, you want to throw up because you think New Orleans is overrated. <laughs> but it's true. New Orleans has been great defensively. Like, that is yeah. that is not ideal. No, I didn't say they were bad defensively. They're very good defensively, and their defense deserves all the credit since they acquired Quan Alexander from San Francisco. That linebacker group, which was the Achilles heel of that defense, has been a lot better. So, no, good for them for being – their defense is great. I just throw up when everybody decides to say that Taysom Hill is worth the money that they're paying him. It's stupid. But now this becomes interesting because, like you pointed out, this could be Doug Peterson losing his job because, you know, it's not going to go over well in that building. What – 
let's say we do have a, a situation on our hands. Like, and I know it's not, it's comparing apples to oranges right now, but when Seattle signed Matt Flynn, but drafted Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson won the job. What, let's say that we have something like that where Jalen Hurts plays out of his mind and it turns out that he might be the starter going forward. There, there's going to be some team who gives up something to have Carson Wentz, whether that be a, the Bears, whether that be a San Francisco, whether that be the Colts. There's going to be a team who gives up something to get him. But if, you, if you're if you're San Francisco, like is he better than Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, mm, I, I don't know. I mean, even even I'm Nick Mullins, quarterback in football this year. Nick Mullins, he would you would you take uh, Nick Mullins over Carson Wentz right now? I think I would. Uh, okay. I, I don't if, if, if the two of you are going to sit here and tell me you would rather have Nick Mullins than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz played like death. Yes. He's yes. played bad this year. There's been plenty of quarterbacks who have played bad for a year and rebounded just fine. When Sure. I, I know I'm going to be I'm I'm going to be dating <laughs> myself here. He's I'm going to I'm going to awful. <laughs> I I know he's been awful. You're not telling me anything I don't know. But what I'm saying is that let's in 2006, Ben Roethlisberger led the NFL in interceptions, bounced back the year after with a Pro Bowl season with Mike Tomlin in his first year as head coach, 32 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. What if Pittsburgh gave up on Big Ben then because hold he threw on, 23 hold on, hold interceptions? On, hold on, hold on. Hey, okay, yes, please go ahead. Yeah, what what the Steelers do in 05? Did Carson Wentz not have an MVP type season oh, a few on. years ago, Matt? You answer the question. What, <laughs> did ben, what, did, what did Ben and the Steelers do in 05? He might have become the youngest quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. Yeah, he might have, right? And did he have a catastrophic knee injury that completely ruined him inside the pocket? He he had a motorcycle accident that messed him up, Matt. I don't I don't care. He was fine. <laughs> he was fine. Carson Wentz looks like me in the pocket. He's horrified. <laughs> he looks like he's in he's on the freeway during rush hour. I, I'm just oh, saying my my only my Nick Mullins point right now, this very moment, I, I think I'm taking Nick Mullins. I, he's not a bad quarterback. He's a capable You're quarterback. High. Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback right now in I'm, this very moment. Kurt's gone a bridge too far for me. I'm not going with <laughs> Nick Mullins, but <laughs> I am, I, listen, I'm not a huge Jimmy Garoppolo guy. I would absolutely no, take I'm Jimmy not. Garoppolo over Carson Wentz. I mean, I'm sorry. I do the quarterback ranks for fans out every week. And let me tell you, the only starting quarterback, like a real starter, not like Brandon Al, like an actual guy who, like, when everybody's yep. healthy is starting. The only guy I'm taking Wentz over right now is Drew Locke. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. He can't play. He can't. He's awful. He is so <laughs> un- incomprehensibly bad this year. <laughs> And for anyone to suggest that they could get a first-round pick for him, no, you'd be kidding me. Absolutely you not. You couldn't raise somebody from the I'm dead not- who'd give a first-round pick for him. Maybe if Bill I'm O'Brien gets hired anybody. somewhere else. That's true. He's got a point. <laughs> Kurt has a point. I'm not saying that anybody should give up a first for him with the way he's played this season. But I am going to defend him in the fact that he's got – I mean, you mentioned Baltimore, who's got no one to throw to. If you try to convince me that Travis Fulgham – is a legit number one receiver after this season? No, he's not. They don't. They don't get any separation. Zach Ertz has been hurt. Dallas Goddard's been in and out. It's not as if Carson Wentz is working with a plethora of weapons at his disposal, where he's got guys who are gaining separation, who are getting open in space. He doesn't really have that, which is going to cause him to throw, you know, more stupid passes. I understand that. I just think that we're going a little overboard with saying that he's this god awful quarterback now, compared to where he was even last year when he won 
uh, four straight down the stretch, 27 touchdowns and seven picks. I think that we're going a little overboard with how bad we're saying Carson Wentz is. I, I'm not giving up on Carson. I'm not. I'm not saying you know kick him to the curb. He's done forever. I, I like Carson Wentz. I mean, he had the he he very well could have won MVP the year they won the Super Bowl if he stayed healthy. He's a talented quarterback. That talent just do, doesn't just go away. It's just this year at this very moment. I, I'm glad they made the move. I'm glad that they're changing it up and giving Jalen Hurts a shot. I'm pretty sure the the citizens of Philadelphia are even more happy. And if if Carson Wentz stayed in there. They probably would have burned the city down. So um, I don't know. I they, he does need a lot of help though. He needs they need to fix that team for him if they want him to succeed because it's going to be very hard to get go to Indianapolis. I hope he does yeah. go to Indianapolis and put him behind the best offensive line in football and give him a run game and weapons. That's and a, and a great defense. Then everybody can eat their words and I can gloat. <laughs> Matt, what say you? I say that Indianapolis is going to give them like a fourth round draft pick at most. <laughs> and look, would he be better in Indy? I'll tell you why I think he'd be better in Indianapolis. There's nothing to do with anything he just said. It's Frank Wright. Yeah. There yeah. are a lot of people in the league who believe that Frank Wright and Filippo were the reason that Wentz got straightened out in the first place in Philadelphia. And then when he, when they left after they won the Super Bowl that year, that Wentz regressed right along with their departure. So mm-hmm. I think Wright would help him. And yes, the offensive line you did bring up, certainly. I'm being somewhat facetious. Would certainly help him. Um, mm. But right now, I mean, you need to just rebuild him from the ground up. And I, I don't mm-hmm. know that, that that's necessarily going to happen. Like I, could it? Yeah, sure. Anything's possible. But I, I think that's a it's a big ask, in my opinion. And if I'm Indianapolis, like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Just hope that you can fix a guy who looks atrocious right now. I can agree with that. Now, what would his what's his current cap hit? Can we pull that up real quick? Because mm. I mean, the Colts are operating with I mean, we can see how much they're paying Phillip Rivers and compare that, but I know they're not paying Rivers a ton. But beside that's beside the point right now. Because if you're indie, do you try to draft another guy? They drafted the um kid from Washington State, I believe, this past Eason. year to back up Phillip Rivers. Yeah, Jacob Eason. Do you believe in him going forward, or are you going to, you know, I mean, Jacoby Brissett's still on the roster too, I guess. They've got kind of a lot of options. I didn't, now that I'm saying this out loud, they've got a lot of options that they have at quarterback that maybe could go a little bit better. All right. I got, I got Carson's contract right here. So th- this year he has an $18 okay. million dollar cap hit. Next year he's got a $34 million, then 31, 36, and 32. Okay. And then what are they paying Rivers this year? Because, even if they do bring in Wentz, you got to assume that they were going to move Brissett too, unless they decided to keep him as a backup. But why do that when you just drafted Eason? Let's see. I'm pulling up Philip Rivers' contract right here. He signed a one-year, $25 million contract. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I would highly doubt they bring him back then. I, yeah, I, I think I think either he's way, probably done. Either way, I think that there's going to be somebody else in Philadelphia. And why not? You know, bring in Carson once. I get that the the cap hits big, but who who else are they really paying? I mean, they're gonna have to pay Darius Leonard soon. Other than that, and Quentin Nelson's contract will come up eventually as well. Yeah. But they, I think they got a lot of young guys Darius on the team, right? You got yeah. Darius Leonard, Quentin Nelson, and uh, and Wentz would be your biggest three. I mean, the, T.Y. Hilton. I don't think he's gonna get anything ginormous whenever his contract comes up. Michael Pittman, he'll 
we've still got a while to worry about that. Same thing with Jonathan Taylor. I think that it could work out just fine. Now, I, I don't know. I think Indianapolis would be a lot more improved. But, the, I mean, Matt, you brought up Doug Peterson. If they do fire him, one, who replaces him? Two, where does he go after that? Because there's going to be a plethora of teams that would be just fine services of Doug Peterson. I don't know. I mean, if the enemy leaves Kansas City, Peterson could go back there. He would read offensive yeah. coordinator. Okay. Where he was before he yep. went to Philly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would be – You don't think, that'd be a do you not think you would get another head coaching job right away? No, I don't think he'd get another – not right away. I think he would get another job. But I, I think he'd I think he'd be a coordinator for a year or two. He'd go mm-hmm. get another job. They're just coming off such a bad year that – Yeah. I think yeah. I think a year or two just to kind of settle things would help. But he look, he won a Super Bowl. He'd get right. another job. He right. like like Bill O'Brien. If he gets another job, there should be an inquisition. Um, I, I think I think like a guy like Peterson who's got a ring, <laughs> he'll 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 definitely go out and get himself another job. But you know whether it be in a year or two or whatever. All right. Well, Matt, before we uh, before we let you go, and we're going to bring on Lake Lewis here pretty soon to talk about uh, some Washington football team that, that just took down Jared Steelers. But uh, Matt, I do want to talk. It could be a nice segue to bring in Lake, but uh, I want to talk about who 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 we think is going to win that division uh, because right now, you know, Giants are leading the way. Not that they're really much of a threat once they get to the playoffs here, but Giants are leading the way. Washington's still in there at five and seven. I mean, who's gonna who's winning this division? And I mean, not that it matters, but they're getting a home playoff game. They they somewhat matter. Matt, I don't know who who do you who do you think is gonna win this division? I'll take the Giants only because right now they've got a couple home games coming up: the Cardinals and the Browns, where they can win. I mean, those are not easy games; they can win them. They're playing great defensively. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing, the biggest factor, is they have the tiebreaker over Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's really the only reason uh, that I would take them over the over the football team right now. But I think because of the way they played uh, defensively, you've got to you've you've got to give them the nod. But Washington's right there. Like all all it takes is you know, if Washington go out to San Francisco and win that game this weekend. That'd be a huge notch in the belt, especially after beating Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't love the Giants' schedule going down the stretch here. I think I. I might like Washington's a little bit more. Um, I, I just don't have faith in Washington. I mean, we don't really know what Daniel Jones is going to be when he comes back. But their next four games, Arizona, who is just falling off a cliff pretty much, then Cleveland, Baltimore, and Dallas. I I kind of like Washington's chances a little more here just because I'm not, I'm not too in love with Daniel Jones. But um, I don't know, Jerry, what, what do you got? What do you think? I think Washington's the better team, but that tiebreaker is going to be a pain to overcome. So they're yep. going to have to win one more than the Giants do. Um, now you said what Washington plays Arizona this coming week, or the Giants do? Uh, Washington, Washington plays Arizona. Arizona. Yep. Well, so Washington goes to Arizona. Giants goes to Arizona. Washington's oh. at San Francisco. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Sorry. Okay. All right. So I think that Arizona is going to obliterate the Giants this week, and then. If I mean, like Matt said, if if Washington can beat San Francisco, then that's that's a big big notch. So we're striking off Bergen on the road to beat the 49ers. We get depleted, but that's not an easy that's not an easy game to win. So no, that mm-hmm. would be huge for them. I still like Washington more. You know, I think that their quarterback plays better. I think that defensively they're better. It's just a matter of you know if maybe if they had Alex Smith in those first two games against the Giants, maybe they're in a different position right now. But 
but we'll see what happens going forward. Matt, we always appreciate your time, mate, even if you give me a hard time about my amazing quarterback that you just don't seem to think is great anymore. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Matt. All right, buddy. Uh, what wow. a guy. I always love when he comes on because he can just – he can talk trash for me, and uh, it's it's fun because, you know, he's – He's been around the league for a little while, so he knows what he's talking about. So we always appreciate uh, Matthew coming on our show and giving us some time. That we do. And then in about five minutes or so, we'll have uh, Washington football team insider Leg Lewis Jr. joining us live to discuss the Washington football team because what a run they have been on. Um, <laughs> even, even outside of the win streak, since Alex Smith has come in, they had a very winnable game against Detroit that they came back, and if not for a 90-yard field goal by Matt Prater, then maybe they do. Um, and then uh, who else did – who was Alex Smith? He, the Rams. He came in against the Rams, yep. a game that uh, they lost. But he's looked really good this season he since, he's kind of, since he's taken over. And uh, that's no small feat. Um, and one of the – really one of the craziest stories in sports of recent yes. memory – I mean, the, the whole team. I mean, Washington with Ron Rivera battling cancer and then Alex Smith coming back yep. after almost losing his leg and, you know, the whole turmoil with, with ownership and the, the name change. I mean, props to the players for just, you know, keeping their keeping their head on straight and, and chugging forward. But the Washington offense is just so limited. I mean, they have they have Terry McLaurin. Antonio Gibson has been coming along. You know, he had the, the breakout game on Thanksgiving against Dallas with the three touchdowns. But what else do they have? I mean, they they don't really have a whole lot that Alex Smith Friend of the show, with. Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber, yes, of course, friend of the show. How could I forget? But um, who else? Who else strikes fear on that, that team? No, you know I'm... that they're throwing to Terry McLaurin and maybe running to Antonio Gibson if he's healthy because he just missed yesterday's game against the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, he got injured early. Their second leading receiver is J.D. McKissick, their other running back, too. Yeah. So, like, it's not like they're, they've got really outside of Terry McLaurin any serious receiver threat. I mean, Logan Thomas played well last night, but that's not really a consistent thing. So, mm -hmm. no, no, I hear what you're saying. It's in a division that bad, though, when you can rely on a D defense like the one that they yeah. have it's it's definitely beneficial um i don't do they have any divisional games remaining on their schedule does washington or the giants for that matter because that could be obviously let's big. see i got washington's right here so they play san francisco seattle carolina and philadelphia so they uh got philly at the end of the year okay um and then pulling up the giants right now let's see they have arizona Cleveland, Baltimore, and Dallas. So both teams finished with a divisional game in week 17. Okay. So, you know, we'll have – I mean, I think they're better than Dallas, obviously. I think I think Washington right now is the best team in the division. I think that they just messed up in terms of starting Kyle Allen earlier on in the year. And maybe <laughs> and if they don't go for – if they don't go for two um, in that one game against the Giants and just decide to take it to yeah. overtime, maybe they win right. that game and that changes where they are right now. So – there's a lot of different factors that, could, that have gone into this. But regardless, if they win one more game than the Giants do the remainder of the year, they're in. So It'll now, be a tough stretch Tough stretch for both teams, but uh, we can get we can get Lake's opinion on this before he comes in in about eh, two or so minutes whenever uh, whenever he feels ready. But we can, we can quickly talk about Tuesday night football if you want while we're waiting for Lake here. Uh, for, you know, for some people that are might be listening later in the week, it might be old news. But uh, we got Tuesday night football, and it's – a huge game for for Baltimore. A huge game. I mean, if 
if they lose to Dallas, which I really don't see happening, but if they somehow lose to Dallas, we might not be seeing Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs this year. I'm not complaining about that at all, considering my <laughs> allegiances. But um, so they're sitting at six and five right now. They're sitting behind. Um, let's see the ticker go across the screen. Let's see Cleveland Vegas. is a five seed. My yeah, Vegas is ahead of them right now. I do know that they're sitting yep. behind Indianapolis. So right now they're what the eight seed. They're the nine seed yeah, right now, Baltimore. They're the nine behind seed, Vegas. Yep. So they've got uh, some catching up to do, and this is a they need to win games like this if they expect to be a playoff team. I think that's pretty right. easy, easily said now. Um, the game, where is it? Is it in Dallas? Uh, no, it's at home for Baltimore. Okay, so, I mean, there's uh, there's that added luxury that they don't got to travel or anything. But, no, um, I think they should win this game, obviously. You know, it's uh, against a bad team. But would I love to see Andy Dalton go in and sling it? Andy Dalton's had a lot of memorable moments against the Baltimore Ravens, Kurt. Specifically yes. that one oh, that got yes, you yes. into the playoffs. So, <laughs> would I be surprised at all if Andy Dalton goes in there and just slings it around and once again crushes the playoff hopes of the Baltimore Ravens? No, I would not, especially because he's got better weapons right now than he's ever had in his career But when he was in Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, if, if Ezekiel Elliott decides not to fumble and they can throw it to Amari Cooper and, and CeeDee Lamb, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Dallas does win this game. Now, should they? Probably not. The only thing you have to worry about is Lamar and the Ravens just running all over the field on Dallas because Dallas's offense, or sorry, Dallas's defense has just been pitiful this year. But yeah. I, I don't know if they lose this game, are they are they out of it? No. Look at the last three games of the year: Jacksonville, Giants, and Cincinnati. Those are three easy wins, I would say. I mean, Baltimore hasn't quite lived up to the hype or lived up to the way that they really should. But they're not they're not going to lose to Jacksonville, the Giants, and who did I say the last one was? Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Cincinnati without Joe Burrow. I think they should beat Dallas. Would I be totally surprised? No. No, not with the way that Baltimore has been playing this, this year. I would not be totally surprised at all. I can't remember the bet I made before the season started on their – I want to say it was over under 12 wins for them. It might have been 11. But I for bet the under – Oh, For Baltimore, yeah, I, I had them around 10 and 6. So, regardless, hopefully that pays out. I don't remember how much I bet either. I need to, I need to go through my emails. Anywho, um, Lake Lewis will be joining us momentarily uh, to discuss the Washington football team. But before that, I mean, what do you, what else do we got, Kurt? I mean, we've obviously had a whole plethora of NFL games this past weekend that we could dive into real quick. The Cleveland Browns, what the Ooh. hell got into those Cleveland 40. Browns? 41 to 35 over the Tennessee Titans, and it really wasn't that close. It, it had a six point game, but I think at one point they were up. They were up 38 to seven at one point. 38 to seven. I was going to say 20 points or so. So yeah, they they dominated in this game. And Baker Mayfield, he he showed up. You have to give him credit. I have been low on him, you know, since he came into the league. I, I have not been totally sold on him. I'm not, I'm still not totally sold on him, but he played very well and. That Tennessee defense is not great. We know that. We've seen that all year long. But, you know, we this entire time we've been saying Cleveland runs the ball. That's all they can do. That's all they can mm-hmm. do to win. They did more than that. I mean, Baker had – he had, I don't know, his final stat line, but he had four touchdowns. I think he threw four – here, hang on. I'm pulling it up right now how many yards all he right. threw for. But um, he had a very nice ball to Donovan Peoples-Jones. I mean, he, he played – very very well uh let's see i got stats if my computer can 
We'll load up here. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 334 yards. He went 25 for 33. That is a very good game with no interceptions and four touchdowns. I mean, the no interceptions is what, what's key for me there, I think. Yeah, no, he played very, very well, similar to how he played against Cincinnati um, in that five-touchdown performance earlier on in the year. Um, yeah, you can't uh, – we can't come on here and say that they need Baker Mayfield to do more and then when he does more say oh let's get a bad defense you, you can't do that he right played great he played, um, played great so and cleveland now sitting at, as the first wild card team if the yeah. uh if the season ended today they would be playing the tennessee titans back in tennessee mm-hmm. uh in, in the wild card round so um this is their winning season since 2007 so it's been a very long time coming for browns fans and uh, no, they've definitely earned it defensively. They've been, they were up and down at the beginning of the year, but you know, their pass rush has obviously been what's carried them. Um, secondary has been playing a little bit better. We know that their run game has been really good. So kudos to them. Now, who does Cleveland have this coming week is my question to you. Um, let's see. I can pull it up right here. Cleveland Browns, they are sitting at nine and three and they play Baltimore. So Baltimore is going to have a short week. Oh, that's Monday Night Football. That's right. So that'll, that'll be a really good Monday night. That'll be a very fun game. Uh, then they have the Giants. Then they have the Jets. Then they finish out the year against Pittsburgh. So I can't imagine. I can't imagine that Pittsburgh would be resting their starters in Week 17. I mean, they'll they'll have a position locked up. They they probably will even have the division locked up. But they're going to want that first round bye, and I'm sure the Chiefs will be right on their tail. I think you know this is that's going to be a, a full, fully played game. You could say. I mean, they're they're going to want to win that game because a first round bye in the playoffs is is huge, huge. I mean, you you give your guys another week to rest up for for the long final stretch of the playoffs. That could be a huge game, and I'm glad that they finished the season with each other. But next week against against Baltimore, that's a winnable game. Then they got two winnable games against the Giants and the Jets, and then they finish it with the Steelers. Yeah, it, it'll depend on seeding, obviously, for Pittsburgh. I mean, they've, they've rested their players before when they've had a bye, but that was when there was two byes. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, those two games in the middle, the Giants and the Jets, those are two very winnable games for them. Baltimore next mm-hmm. week, I'm, I'm excited. I want to see how they, um, how they would rebound from that because yeah. there's a lot – you know, obviously the 38 to six blowout in week one that they, they need a little bit of retribution for. So um, now Baltimore's defense hasn't been looking very good recently, especially, you know, with a lot of their front four being injured or lost to the COVID list or whatnot. But mm-hmm. um, we'll see if, you know, Clayus Campbell's back. We'll see if, you know, um, I think Derek Wolf was hurt for an amount of time. So they, they've got some guys that were missing up front and we'll see if Cleveland can take advantage of that. And um, for their sake, you know, if they can if they can go to ten and three, Whew. beat Baltimore, rolling into a game, you know, two games against the Giants and Jets back to back. Now, obviously, the Giants have been playing better, um, but a, a winnable game against the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can win three of these last four, go twelve and four. Now, obviously, wow. they're still all signs point to them still being the the top wild card team because of how mm-hmm. good the Steelers have been this year. But that would be you'd have a hard time convincing me that Kevin Stefanski shouldn't be coach of the year over Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first year coming in, it looked like he might've been struggling right out the gate there, but I mean, they have just 
turned it around. They surprised me very much this year. I, I thought they would make the playoffs. I thought they'd maybe be a, a nine and seven sort of team, but they're sitting at nine and three with two very winnable games coming down the stretch here. We could be talking the Cleveland Browns are a double digit win team. When was when was the last time we could say that? So I'm happy. I'm happy that the Browns can can be there. I'm I'm glad that you know for Browns fans. I'm interested for the playoffs though. You know, I, a couple or maybe a week ago or so before this Tennessee game, I said I think my dream matchup for the Bills, Bills Browns in the playoffs. You know, the two teams that have just been struggling for the past twenty years and can't find their quarterback. They're finally getting it going. They both got their coaches. They both got their quarterbacks. It seems. I would love that that story in the playoffs. Now, I would be a little bit more nervous now than 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 I was maybe a week ago after the way I saw them play against the Tennessee Titans. Now we can resume this conversation, but first we've got Lake Lewis Jr. joining the stream to discuss. That. <laughs> you hear some crackling sounds? Is. Like we've got you live, mate. We got you. Is that me? We've got you. Can oh, you hear us? We can hear you loud and clear, my friend. Yeah, but you guys sound like you're um. Hmm. It sounds Uh-oh. like it's like crackling. Uh-oh. Oh, well, that's never good. Difficulties. No. <laughs> um, let's see. Jared, what, what do you think? You're, you're, you're the host of this uh, this lobby here. I'm not entirely sure what could be the, uh, the problem okay, here. So now it sounds uh, clear. Let me see if I oh, take out maybe. my um, charger. Okay. Maybe that would, could be it. We could see if we're, that's the problem. We're Thinking the on the fly of, here, Lace is out. Yeah, it sounds good. All right, cool. We're, we're we're in the year of uh, of Zoom and technical dif- difficulties, so uh, we we appreciate you you sticking through with us here, Lake. Okay, no worries. If you can't hear it, I'm good. <laughs> I got you. We're good. We can hear you. All right, Jerry, you doing all right there? All can right, we hear so you? Lake, still... obviously... All right. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, yeah. sir. I got you. All right. Okay. Perfect. All right. So, Lake, obviously, big win for the Washington football team last night. Winners of three straight, now five and seven. Um, obviously, the New York Giants hold the tiebreaker right now. But when we look at the rest of each team's schedule, very winnable for Washington. What's been kind of the catalyst of this this revamping? I think it's a couple things, actually. Um, for one, it's coaching. To I me, mean, you can't take away what Ron Rivera's, you know, bringing to this football team, you know, stability. Uh, you know, he, he's treating these guys like men. There's no favoritism, but yet there's favorite players, you know, and uh, they're just they just look like a real outfit for the first time since I've been covering them, frankly. And, you know, so clearly you have to go with coaching Scott Turner. Sometimes sometimes Scotty Turner, you know, makes my stomach turn <laughs> with some of the play calling, but then he does some things really well. So and he's still figuring it out. He's in his first year as, as an offensive coordinator. So he's putting it all together. Uh, and then Jack Del Rio, you know, he's got that defense playing well. You know, there's still some things they can do better. But, you know, these are three coaches that are giving this team a chance. And that's the first thing that we should talk about. The second thing to me that jumps out is Alex Smith. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about what he's gone through to be back on the football field. It's a remarkable story. We all know about that. But everywhere Alex Smith has ever played, he's won. You know, he won in San Francisco. He won in Kansas City. No, he didn't win the big one. But those teams were always competing for playoff spots, and and that's what you want here. Guess what? They're competing for a playoff spot. Guess what? Two years ago, before he got hurt, they were in first place in their division, competing for a playoff spot. So Mm -hmm. 
um, that winning pedigree that he has has rubbed off on a lot of the younger players. And he's a leader. He's light. You know, he's not a diva quarterback. He's a, he's one of the guys in the locker room and they respond to that. And then thirdly, I think the most important thing is you've got a bunch of guys that have brought in, you know, they're playing for each other. I tweeted yesterday in, uh, at Heinz Field that I'm not sure if people could see it on TV, but at the stadium, man, these guys were running off the field. Offensive players were greeting defensive players coming off the field. Uh, when Dustin Hopkins kicked the second field goal to go up 23-17, literally like the whole team came out on the field to, <laughs> to congratulate them and, you know, push them. And um, I don't think I would have seen stuff like that years ago. I mean, mm -hmm. you had some guys that, frankly, would get upset if a guy had better numbers than them. <laughs> I mean, I know these stories. Yeah. Um, that's not what you're getting right now. You're getting young guys that are proving that they can play in the league, play at a high level, and they're playing with each other and for each other. And it showed yesterday. I'll ask you two, how many times would a Washington team fall behind 14 points to mm -hmm. a team like Pittsburgh on the road yep. on national TV and not just come back and win, but even make the game respectable? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's it's a different culture, it seems like, there in Washington. And I think a lot of that you can attest to Ron Rivera and what he's done with this team. And it's it's great to see. And I, I like their 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 chances going down the stretch here because I, I, I would, you know, the only stickler is is that uh tiebreaker with the Giants there. Yeah. But I think that I think, you know, they face off again. I think they're the better team. I think their defense is is playing the best that they have all year right now. Um the only thing that, you know, Jared and I were just talking about it before you, you joined us here. Um, the offense is, is pretty limited. You know, they, they have Terry McLaurin there and Antonio Gibson. You know, hopefully he can come back from, from his toe injury from last night. But it, it's going to be tough for Alex Smith because he, he's very limited on that offense. And I'm not too sure, you know, if, if, he, can, if he can get production out of it, out of the, the other depth guys on the, on the field there for him. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I hear where you guys are going with that, but I also think that there's more, a little bit more talent on the offense than, than we're led to believe. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Steven Sims is a really good young player, and he was having a breakout rookie campaign last year. He was slowed down a little bit with an injury this year early. Um, you know, different quarterback, so he's, he's never really got going, but he's still there, and he's still a guy that can make plays. Cam Sims, big one-hand catch yesterday that yeah. basically put them in position to win the game. Mm -hmm. um, he makes big plays, big catches week after week. Uh, he just needs more opportunities. And, and I think that that's just something that comes with time. Like Alex, again, you know, he wasn't getting those first-team reps. Um, mm -hmm. He wasn't even getting second-team reps for a while. <laughs> so you have to think, he's still working his way back into just football play, football shape, I mean, everything, uh, you know, he's, he's seeing the field differently. And I will say this, this is how I know that they're, they're figuring some things out. Alex Smith's first two games uh, as a starter, they were throwing the ball down the field. I mean, he was taking shots left and right. They, they haven't really been doing that recently. And to me, that's what Ron Rivera said today to us in our press conference with him, that, you know, Alex is just taking what, they, what, what teams are giving him. Well, he was four yards short of 300 yards yesterday. That would have been his third 300-yard game since he's been uh, you know, named a starter. So he's, he's seeing the field. He's doing some things. He does hold the ball a little too long at times. He picked up a couple sacks yesterday. 
probably should have thrown the ball away. But the, the guy is a winner, and as long as he's under center, they're going to be in this race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rest are scared to the Giants. Do you like their chances of winning this thing? Because obviously they need to win one more game than the Giants do the rest of the way, being that the Giants hold that tiebreaker. You know, we talked to you about this a few weeks ago, that they can make a run. You seemed a little bit skeptical then. How do you feel about it now? I mean, they're in a run. They, they are. I mean, I, sometimes I like to be proven wrong, and this is a good prove me wrong. Um, <laughs> I think I think Washington and the Giants are clearly the two best teams in the NFC East this year. They are. Mm-hmm. They're the more deserving of one of them who's going to win the division is more deserving of anyone. Whoever wins it deserved it. Uh, I'll say this, though. If you look at what Washington has left uh, and you need the Giants, you know, that 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 win the Giants had Sunday in Seattle was huge (laughs) for the Giants. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think most of us thought they were going to go out there and get steamrolled, especially without Daniel Jones, too. And they Mm -hmm. go out and do, Mm -hmm. you know, with teams that are trying to get in the playoffs, do they find a way to win a game? Well, guess what? Washington returned the favor yesterday. (laughs) So. Mm-hmm. We're back to square one here again, and you have to think with the four teams that each team plays, who's got the easier tilt? You know, it's funny because I think the Carolina game here is a winnable game, of course. The mm-hmm. Eagles game, last game of the season in Philadelphia, is a winnable game. This San Francisco game coming up, it's in Arizona. It, listen, if you need any bulletin board stuff, let's just go back to last year's game where they were sliding all over the field after the game. <laughs> that should be enough for Washington to return a favor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that could be a, a, a winnable game. It's a game that they should win, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So that's three wins right there. Um, you still need the Giants to lose two, though. And if you lose one, it still makes it that much harder for you I just think that 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 first game in New York, uh, where Ron went for two, and and you understand why he did. He was trying to teach him how to win. Mm-hmm. But man, I've been saying ever since I talked with you guys too, that will come back and haunt this team. And I yep. still feel like unless they run the table, which is listen, you beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, and they had the yep. best record in football. Why not just run the rest of the table? Mm-hmm. Uh, why not? You have a chance to, but they have to because the Giants. I'm telling you. I don't see the Giants losing, you know, what, two out of the next five, uh, four games. I, I don't see that, not the way they're playing. With their schedule, if I'm not mistaken, um, I don't have it in front of me, but if I'm not mistaken, the Giants have oh – I got, I got it in front of me. They, 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 go, uh, they play Arizona this week, uh, the Giants do, and then they play Cleveland, Baltimore, and Dallas. So that Cleveland-Baltimore back-to-back is – That's, that's, that's a tough – yeah, yeah, these next three are tough games. Like, where's, yeah. the, where's the Cardinals game? Is that in Arizona? It's uh, No, it's home for the Giants. You see, Arizona's been kind of like sputtering. You're not sure mm-hmm. which team's going to show up. I, I mm-hmm. Right now, I would pick the Giants in that game. I just I think the Giants' defense is playing so well right now. Uh, Jabril Peppers and, and, you know, everything that they're doing up front with their front four, it's working. Joe Judge, mm-hmm. to me, has to be given a lot of credit for the job he's done up there. And I said this on my podcast, which I hope you guys don't mind me plugging, but it's absolutely I, I finished it today, so it'll go for shortly. it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I talked mm-hmm. about that those two guys, ironically, are the two new coaches within the division, and the two coaches in the division that have Super Bowl wins 
mm-hmm. aren't doing a good coaching job. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, just yep. the irony of that. But yeah, um, <laughs> it's going to be tough, guys. But this is fun, man. I mean, this is what it we is. want. We want to be able to see this in December. Meaningful exactly. games. And Ron Rivera said about the white-on-white unis that we all liked seeing yesterday, <laughs> that he liked them himself mm-hmm. and he wants his team to wear those in big games. So it sounds to me like they should have those on the rest of the year. All <laughs> right. Superstitious. All right. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Lake, we always appreciate you coming on and talking Washington with us. We'll talk to you soon. Let's see if uh, if Washington can make a run at this thing, my friend. All right, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Take care. Thanks, Lake. Holidays. All right. Yeah, you too. Yes, sir. And that is our friend, Washington football team insider, Lake Lewis, for joining us. Five bases out. Always enjoy talking to him. One of our favorites to have on the show. Look, Kurt, I mean, we've talked about it, you know, recently. They've got a chance to really – I like Alex Smith. I think he's, in terms of the quarterbacks in that division, he's the best one. They've got the best defense in that division. I know the Giants have been playing really well. I don't think either of us expected them to go win and, and beat Seattle. No, no. And – Seattle, I mean, whew, Seattle had had a rough game against the Giants, and I I was not expecting it. I really wasn't. Um, but I can't count out Seattle yet. You know, you you can't. You're not going to tame Russell Wilson for that long. He's not going to stay down for a few weeks, and he, he's had a, a little bit of a tough stretch for for the end of the season here. Um, but no, I, I still like I like Seattle's chances. I like Russell Wilson. They have so much talent on that team, and I, I don't know what's holding them back. I mean, their defense, it, it seemed like, you know, when they traded for Carlos Dunlap, that was a very good trade. He's been doing very good things for that defensive line, which was much needed. And Jamal mm. Williams just seems like he's a glorified linebacker. He, he All they do is send him in on blitz, which is great. Yeah, he, he, can, he can get to the quarterback in half a second, but you need some help over the top. You need some help in that secondary. And I mean, I don't, I don't like Seattle deep into the playoffs. I think their defense is going to be their downfall. But I don't know. Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up uh, Seattle's schedule here for the final stretch. Um, let's see. So Seattle's final four games of the year versus the Las Vegas Raiders at the Houston That's Texans. Not going to be an easy game. No. Uh, And then home against the Chargers and then at Minnesota. That's a tough stretch. Besides maybe, you know, the Houston game, that's a tough stretch. It really is. And even with the Houston game, you know, it's not like Deshaun Watson can't go anywhere and get a win. So it's it's not going to be easy for Seattle. Now, I I think that the Rams have proven to be the best team in that division on both sides of the ball. I think their defense is by far the best. So it's going to take a lot for them to catch the Rams. Um, Time out. Time out. My so, apologies here. My apologies. I made a big mistake. I was, uh, <laughs> I'm on the ESPN website here and I, I scrolled down to the bottom and I was looking at the preseason games. So those, those are the preseason. You look at the preseason games. Okay. All right. My let's, apologies. Uh, let's try right. this again with the restart, restart, rewind, uh, just delete that part of the episode. But all right. So their actual final four games here. They play the Jets. That's that's a win. They play Washington. They play the Rams and the 49ers. So this is the actual four. My my apologies for the for the miscommunication there. But so Jets, football team, Rams, 49ers. 
that's that's not much easier than my than my other four that I just said from the preseason. No, the <laughs> there's a really really decent chance that they could go you know one and three down the stretch and go from being five and zero to finishing nine and seven. Whew. Whew. Man. Now do I think now do I think they do that? No, I think they beat San Francisco. I think they, they at, yeah. at worst they split these last two games and go ten and six. I think it's more realistic yeah. to say they'll go around eleven and five. But by no they means lost to, they it, lost to the Rams the first time around. Are, are they gonna get swept by the Rams? I love the Rams defense, but I don't know. I, I think yeah, I might pick Seattle. There's a lot of questions that need answered, especially in that division. Um so what do you say we uh, uh we get into some some power rankings, my friend, and uh, sure. before we Let's before we hop up. out of here, all Let's right. Do it up, so uh, you know what? Go I'll, ahead. I'll give my my ten, I'll give my ten to start off, and then we'll see what uh right. what you rebound with. So Go at number it. ten, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Indianapolis Colts number ten. Uh, good win over Houston this past week. Um, they are currently eight and four. They are the last wild card team in the AFC. That's seven seed. They're playing well defensively. They have one of the best defenses in the league. We know that they're number ten. Still not buying into the Saints. They stay at number nine. Love their defense. Their offense is their offense is what it is. It's Alvin Kamara and it's Taysom Hill running the ball. And mm-hmm. so even when Drew Brees does come back, whenever he comes back after the rib injury, they still can't push the ball down the field. It's they're they're too much, they're way too reliant on Alvin Kamara to be a serious threat to me. I love their defense. Their offense needs to show me more. Uh number eight, the Seahawks. Um we, we just talked about it. Their defense is horrible. They can't protect Russell Wilson to save their lives right now either. I mean, he's pressured all over the place, mm-hmm. only putting up 12 points against the Giants at home. I feel like once a year the Seahawks have one of those games at home that, that just get away from them and they play horrible. Yeah. So, you know, they're 8-4 now. Um, hopefully, you know, this coming week against the Jets, that uh, that's kind of a, a rebound game and we see, you know, what their offense is really capable of. We're going to put the Dolphins at number 7. They got a win over the Bengals this past week, 19-7. to Tula looks good. Defensively, they still look good, not allowing a lot of points. And then number six, the Cleveland Browns, Kurt. I mean, they're playing great. Mm-hmm. You know, but Baker Mayfield looked really good. The defense, they sputtered in the second half. They allowed, you know, uh, Tennessee to try to come back from a 38 to 7 deficit. But no, they look really good right now. They're running the ball really well. Baker Mayfield showed that he can help them win games with his arm. I love what I saw. Okay, I, you want me to do my, my 10 through 6? Or you want to run through your final five? You can go 10 through 6. All right. All right. So I, my number 10 might be a little surprising. They, they had a bye this week. But Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they have just been on a roller coaster of a season. They have had some great wins. They've had some terrible losses. Um, they're just very inconsistent. And that's why, you know, I can't trust them. So, so I have Tampa Bay at number 10 there. I have Seattle at 9. I have them dropping back. I had them at 4 last week. I have them at 9 this week. They are just... We, we just talked about them. You know, their defense is going to be their downfall. Russell Wilson is going to do Russell Wilson things, but he can only do so much. So uh, Seattle at number nine. I have the Colts at number eight. I love the Colts defense. Uh, it seems like Phillip Rivers can kind of win games for them, but he's not going to light up the, the stat sheet by any means, I don't think, anymore. Um, but I, I like the Colts. I like the Colts for maybe even a playoff run. They could be one of those quiet teams that could make some noise in the playoffs, whether they're the wild card, whether they win their division. Um, so I have Colts at number eight. I got the Browns at seven. Uh, they've just they impressed the hell out of me in that last game against Tennessee. I was not expecting that much of a blowout. And I'll have to see it again. I will uh, in these final four games here. I need to see them 
do that week in and week out, but they're nine and three and they've been having a great year. Baker Mayfield is uh, proving a lot of people wrong this year, I think. So uh, then I have the Rams in at number six. I like the Rams this year. I love their defense. Um, I, I, I like the way that they match up with a lot of teams. You know, they, they have a great defense and they still have some some firepower on offense too. Jared Goff can get it done. He can give it give it to Cooper Cup or, or Robert Woods. Both those guys can easily have over 100 yards every game. So um, I got Buccaneers, Seahawks, Colts, and Browns and Rams as my six through 10. All right, so my five through one, I'm going to put the Rams at number five. They're the best team in that division. Their defense is incredibly good. Maybe the best passing defense in football. I mean, they've been great. Um, mm-hmm. Offensively, I want to see them be more consistent, though. Um, it seems to be, you know, Jekyll and Hyde with Jared Goff every week. So yeah. uh, we'll see how they do going forward, but they're number five right now. I'll put your Buffalo Bills number four, Kurt. They're playing great. Josh Allen went off last night. Defense is looking better as the weeks go on. I like them a lot. Um, in terms of contenders in the AFC, uh, they're right there. You know, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, and Buffalo, I think, are head and shoulders above everybody else um, mm-hmm. in that in that conference, maybe in the league right now. Uh, Green Bay, I'm going to put one notch ahead of Buffalo. I, I like Buffalo's defense a little bit better in the secondary. Um, up front, both teams have been kind of fluctuated this year. I mean, Buffalo wasn't very good against the run. Green Bay's had a little bit of problems as well. But Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, they, they've – Aaron Rodgers is just doing what he does. I mean, they draft a quarterback, and now he has a career year. He's, he's playing phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I love what they're doing in Green Bay, and we know how great they, they, they usually are. It seems that, you know, if all goes well, the, the road to the Super Bowl might have to roll, to roll through Lambeau Field, and uh, that's yeah. not always the most forgiving place to play in January. So mm-hmm. Green Bay is number three. Uh, Steelers dropped to two after the loss. Um, they were going to lose eventually and no one's going to run the table. You know, they've still got a very good defense, although they seem to lose somebody else every week uh, to some sort of injury. So hopefully they can get a little bit healthier, but they need to run the ball more. They need to pass downfield more. They need to they need to spice up their game. And Kansas City's number one. They're fantastic in every facet of the game. Patrick Mahomes is a walking god, and uh, <laughs> they're doing what they've always done. So, uh, so my top in Indianapolis, New Orleans, Miami, Cleveland. Rams, Buffalo, Packers, Steelers, Chiefs. All right. That's not going to make you happy, but I got the Saints in at number five. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you said it. I said it. Matt said it. Everybody said it. The Saints defense is, is great this year. The Saints defense is going to keep them in maybe every game they play for the rest of the season. And whenever Drew Brees comes back, I think the offense is, is, is moving a little bit better. It, it's still Alvin Kamara. And you can say that it's still Alvin Kamara, but nobody's been able to really stop him. So it just because it's just him doesn't mean that they're they're you know gonna fail because he's been so successful this year. So I am interested to see if Drew Brees can come back and when he comes back, if he comes back, is he gonna be the same Drew Brees as he was when he started? Because that's a serious injury. So Saints are a big question mark, but I have him at number five just from everything that they've been doing this year. I have the Packers at number four. Um, you know, you you can kind of before I was making this, I was I was trying to say, all right, if the Bills played the Packers right now, who would I pick? That's tough. I mean that 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 would be a fun game to watch. Um, obviously, you know, I think I you got to take Aaron Rodgers over Josh Allen right now. As much as I love Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers is <laughs> one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, so I, yeah, like you said, I think I think Packers are the team to beat in the NFC. 
I don't know who's going to beat them because there's not too many teams in the NFC that I would pick over them. Maybe I might pick the Rams over them. I would be, mm, I'd be interested with Tampa Bay if their defense can be on, but I, I love the uh, Packers this year. Aaron Rodgers is a man on a mission. Uh, and then I have my bills at number three. You said it. I mean, the bills, Steelers, chiefs, there's those three teams alone. It's going to be fun to watch in the playoffs here. I mean, just what we saw from Josh Allen, what we saw from the Bills offense last night in San Francisco, prime time. Josh Allen looked like Matt Matt Bernarami even said it. He looked like Patrick Mahomes last night. He really did. He he turned it on. Maybe one of his best performances of of his career so far. And I, I tweeted it out earlier today. The Bills are one hail mary away from sweeping the NFC West. Maybe the best division in football. And I think that is just very, very impressive. I mean, they, they beat the Rams in week three, I believe it was. They beat Seattle. Yeah. They they beat San Francisco here, and they almost, almost beat Arizona. So the Bills are, are hitting their stride at the right time. The defense is finally coming around, and Josh Allen is even maybe more of a man on a mission than, than Aaron Rodgers right now. But uh, I have your Steelers at number two, and I have the Chiefs at number one. This whole year we've been saying we could flip-flop them back and forth however much we want. I think I still have to give give a little bit of an edge to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs just because what they can do on offense. They, they're going to score 40 points a game. If they played the Steelers right now, I don't know if the Steelers can score, score 40 points a game against the Chiefs. So um, I got – let's see what I got. I got Saints, Packers, Bills, Steelers, and Chiefs to round out my, uh, my top five there. All right. So, again, weekly top tens from us at laces out always appreciate matt verderam and lake lewis joining us kurt where can they find you twitter everybody you can find me at kurt k-u-r-t homicer h-a-u-m-e-s-s-e-r 88 bills are going down the final stretch we got four games left and uh jerry we got we got bills and Steelers this week the game we have been waiting for since training camp since the schedule got announced and it's finally here we're we're, we're counting down the days that it is. We should uh, – do you want to wager on this of some sort? Uh, we, we, we could figure something out. Maybe we'll, we'll discuss and then uh, f- figure out the final final one on uh, our, our preview podcast for the week. I think that we could do that. So, yeah, if you want to tune in uh, later on in the week for our week – what is it now, 14? Week 14 yes. preview show. So uh, we'll, we'll, have our, we'll have our wager set for Bill Steelers, and it'll be a lot of fun. Big Ben's never lost in Buffalo. I don't think it's going to start this week. It's going to be a man on a mission. Pissed off defense. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to Laces Out. We'll talk to you later on in the week. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.